Good job, worship team. Thank you very much. You did a good job. <clears throat> so we're going to continue on with the, uh, we'll call it the younger portion of the uh, service. Uh, Joel Haler, if you'll come up here. Joel will be sharing uh, this morning a message that, uh, part of a message that's been on his heart. Uh, I'm sure most of you know, I'm not going to go into detail, right, but uh, Joel had an incident a couple years ago. The Lord reached in his life and said, hey, let me uh, get your attention. Let's do some new things, right? So if you want to share that story, you can, right? Um, but since that time, Joel's a very different person, right? Very different person. Continued on that, that journey of that closeness, that relationship with the Lord. And so I know what he has to share today will be blessed, right? So Joel, I thank you for you. Lord, I pray for uh, calmness, the nervousness, nervousness to go, Lord, and that the spirit that he hears you can rely on that and not worry about the other stuff that's going on. Father, I thank you for Joel. I know that you love him. I just pray that you bless his message. In your name, amen. Amen. Am I on? Sound good? Perfect. How's everybody doing today? Hey, I'll tell you what. If I was any better, it'd be illegal. That's the way I see it. Well, awesome. This is the first time that I have ever done something on my laptop, so this is going to be something new. You can judge my um, stickers if you can see it from where you're at, but um, you can say college, I have a tendency to love the things that they give you for free. So, <laughs> so um, like he said, um, there's been a lot that has taken place in my life ever since um, my miracle has happened. Um, God is just so stinking good. Amen. And um, I tell you what, the walk um, that he has called us to walk with him is one um, that's tough. It really is. And he, even in the word, it talks about how um, the walk with him is not an easy one. And so this, this message that the Lord has really been laying on my heart is, um, has to do with um, the armor of God. And so this is actually tying in perfectly with Alex just shared a couple weeks ago, and my dad has just talked about manifesting the kingdom of God. And so I think this ties in perfectly with that as I've talked with my dad because if we want to really manifest the full kingdom of God, we have to have the full armor of God. Because us as Christians and myself, I'm probably one of the guiltiest ones, is we're kind of picky, choosy kind of Christians. I have a tendency to be lazy in my walk with God, and I want to choose different parts of the armor the, with, for, um, for the struggles that I'm going through. But what it says is that we need to put on the full armor of God. It doesn't say half. It doesn't say the sword of spirit. It doesn't say the breastplate of righteousness. So it's the full armor of God. And so to live in this world of evil, sin, and temptation, you need all the protection and the help that you can get. And the Bible, like I said, the Bible says we need the whole armor of God. The spiritual warfare that we face day in and day out can continually wear down our defenses. But the spiritual, spiritual strength and courage that is needed for our spiritual warfare and suffering. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw this gum out. <laughs> That's not happening. So, but... We cannot put on our full armor of God until we have really planned our warfare and our battle plan. So the way I see it is, a general doesn't put a soldier at the front line who doesn't have a gun or a weapon. 
right? A general doesn't put a soldier on the front lines that is going to, you know, get back when the enemy attacks. You know, I think, I think the way I look at it is, especially coming from a lifeguard standpoint, is you don't go outside for hours and hours and get fried and then put sunscreen on after you've been burnt and been out in the sun for hours. That's just pure stupidity, right? So you need to put on the full armor of God. We cannot manifest the full kingdom of God unless we are equipped with the armor of God. Yes, by God's grace, we are able to manifest some of his kingdom, and that's only by the grace of him. But if we're really wanting to manifest the full kingdom of God, like God has really called us to, then we have to equip ourselves, church. We have to put on our full armor of God to bring the kingdom here on earth like God has called us to. Because I don't think we're honestly doing a very good job. There's a reason why the public is calling us hypocrites. Okay? So in Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, if you could pull that up, please. It talks about the full armor of God. We got that bad boy working. All right, sweet. So it says, put on the full armor of God. I want you to take a look. Say full. 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 Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not with, against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. I don't think you guys, do you guys get that God's trying to reiterate that we need to put on the full armor of God? So that when the day of evil comes, see, now I want you to pay attention to this. It says when the day of evil comes. It doesn't say if, if the day of evil comes. It says when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith which, which, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, I can't cover all of the areas when it comes to the full armor of God. I don't have enough time for that. But I do want to share with you two areas where I personally was not using my armor well. And as I've been meditating on this and praying about it, I really feel collectively there are two areas that we need to focus on as a church. There's, we have our weak points. And the two weak points of mine was the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and the helmet of salvation. I feel like a lot of us have a tendency to let our minds run wild. And I want to I kind of get into a little bit of detail of, one, do we really understand the authority and the power that we carry when we have the full armor of God? Because I'm telling you, this is, this is great stuff. I'm, I, I was in utter awe because I quickly realized I would personally was ill-prepared. So one missing piece can be a complete and total disaster. And so like I was saying, you can't be picky-choosy. You can't pick one and not have the other. A missing piece leaves a weak spot in your defense. And so let's think about this. The enemy is not going to attack the strongest point. He's going to attack the weakest link. And so I, I don't want to give the devil too much credit, but he's smart. He's sneaky. He knows the word like the back of his hand. He knows it better than I do. Okay? 
So here's the issue with me. I want you guys to learn from my mistakes because I, I, I messed up big time. I prepared for battle while I was in the midst of the battle. Not before, like we have been called to. We didn't, I didn't prepare myself. And boy, I tell you what, I got a rude awakening when I woke up in October and couldn't feel and move my legs. Here's the thing. Thinking that I was actually prepared, I actually deceived myself that into the, thinking that I was prepared, which caused me to think that I didn't have to prepare. I didn't need to prepare because I deceived myself into thinking, oh, I'm prepared. No worries, I'm prepared. And like I said, it wasn't until I was paralyzed that I truly realized how ill-prepared I was. I was the picky, choosy, oh, well, this is what's going to happen, so um, I need to bring every thought into captivity. Well, I need the helmet of salvation. No, you need the, word of the, you need the sword of the Spirit, too. No, you need the breastplate of righteousness, also. Yeah, right. So please, do not make the similar mistake that I made. And here's where, where, where I think it puts in a good example. You can't wait until you have cancer to learn to fight for healing. Right? I, I couldn't wait until I was paralyzed to learn how to warfare for healing. That needs to happen before. We need to be continually prepared because the Lord is continually reminding us that it happens every day. We are in a constant battle every single day. So just because one battle is done doesn't mean you shouldn't prepare for the next one. Because, again, there's going to be a daily battle. So daily battles, this is what I love about it, it gives us the conditioning that we need. Every single day we are in constant warfare with the spiritual realms. So just my example, it's like my basketball I went in at 5.30 every morning before practice. I stayed an hour after, constantly working on my three-point shot. It became, it became natural. It became automatic. It was a natural reflex. And so as I, I go through this, what if I would have focused all of my time on my walk with God rather than basketball? <sighs> Blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind to think of the growth that would have taken place if I would have had my... Um, thought and my actions focused where it needed to be rather than of this worldly things where I got my identity. Because I'm telling you, our identity is not in these worldly things. It continually leaves us empty. So we need to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, like it said. So the helmet guards our minds and our thought process because spiritual warfare takes place right here, right in our minds. So, even in 1 Timothy 6.12, when Paul was writing to Timothy, we have to fight the fight daily. So fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confessions in the presence of many witnesses. Okay? And we need to be like Paul when he wrote Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.7-8. through 8, Where it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And you mind clicking to eight? Okay. No, no worries. I'll tell you what. Oh, 
Now, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So, there's God, God's promise that there is a reward. Look at that reward. I mean, that was absolutely beautiful. We cannot fight without of, with all of the proper army. So let me give you um, my example of me where I let my mind run wild and where I struggled to equip myself with the helmet of salvation. And my dad actually touched on it last week, the issue with my wife. <laughs> I know many of you um, got a kick out of that. So the situation of me wanting a wife, the enemy throws these darts, these lies saying, one, time is running out, and then I'll never get married if I don't find her before I graduate. And I laugh at myself because that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I am in the process of deflecting those with faith by bringing every thought into captivity and speaking truth to the lie. Okay, our, our, our lives are like gardens, okay? There's flowers, it's immaculate, whatever, but every once in a while, you know there's a weed. And the laziness that comes in when we, we want to clean up our garden, we have a tendency to weed eat it. So what happens? It grows back. That's exactly what happens. That's what, exactly what I was doing. I was just weed eating my, gar, my garden, my life. I was just making it look pretty for a season. But then it grows back up and the Lord's saying, no, you need to uproot it. Speak truth to those lies. I'm sick. Ooh. Anyways. But I have to continually remind myself and know that God is preparing not only my heart, but also my wife's heart. Because I'm still immature in my walk with God. I'm still not at a place where I can say, God, I'm perfectly content with just you. I can't honestly say that. And I know that I will be married because my parents... have constantly been praying for her. Praying for her family. And making sure that everybody that she needs to encounter will be put in her path. So I want to call you guys, constantly remind yourself of the truth. And so I'm calling all of you, church, to put on the full armor of God. God is calling up an army. We're, we're, he's wanting to transition from baby bottles to hand grenades. I've heard that the other day, and I thought that was so perfect. <laughs> because it's, I'm serious. If you guys are deceiving yourself into thinking that this is not the end times, then you guys, it's time to get a wake-up call. Amen. And it's our job to take back what the enemy has taken from us. <laughs> I'm serious. But how can we when we're ill-prepared? When we don't have the full armor of God on? So that's why I'm saying you guys got to, we got to put on our full armor of God. We have to put on the belt of truth, which reflects our lifestyle and the strength of our faith in our walk in the spirit. Amen. The shoes of readiness, always be ready. Because again, there is a constant battle. The shield of faith, don't lapse into fear. Because in Isaiah 35, 4, it talks about this. Say to those who, with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will overcome. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. And so you have to constantly remind yourself, this battle is not mine. This is God's. 
I can fully trust my God because this is not my battle. I don't have to take it in my own hands because my daddy has it under control. The helmet of salvation. Stand firm in what you know that are the promises that God has given you. The grace that we get to receive freely because our daddy loves us so much. The sword of the Spirit, wield it skillfully. Use the word of God to skillfully defend yourself in the battle with the evil one. And so how did Jesus do this? When he was um, approached by the enemy, he refuted everything that he said with Scripture. So I want to challenge you. Are you rooted and do you know your word to where when the enemy comes at you, you are able to quote a Scripture like that? No. I'm not going to believe that lie. This is what the word of God says. These are the promises that the Lord has promised me. And so my life, so how did I do this? With the paralysis. Proverbs 3, 7 through 8. I do have it memorized. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men. Oh, and the youth had no sense. I don't remember that. What was I say? That's definitely not it. Fear the Lord and shun evil, for it will bring health to your body and strength to your bones. That's what I had to continually remind myself because that is the promise that our God has promised with us. So fear the Lord and shun evil. That's the first thing because we automatically think, oh, it'll bring health to our, bring health to our body and strength to our bones. Oh, that's what God has promised. Well, there's a, there's a requirement that you have to do first. You have to fear the Lord and shun evil. And I tell you what, I didn't do a good job of that. But I have to continually remind myself, no, this is what the, Lord of the, this is what the word of the Lord says. So let me leave you with this. I know this is I'm trying to get through this because I want to respect their time. I want to ask you, what shape is your guys' armor in? Is it all battered? Do you have every piece of your armor on? Is your sword of the spirit and sharp and ready for battle? Is your foundation of faith grounded and firmly rooted? Because I can tell you what, I, I can't say that I'm there. It's a constant battle. Can you stand up to the force of the evil that seeks to destroy you every single day? Do you have an open line of communication to your support and master strategist? That's a hard word to say. Because again, it's a reiteration that saying, this is not my battle, this is God's. God's got it all under control. See, we have a tendency, if you take his point of view, our life is like a puzzle. And we're down here and we're trying to figure out our puzzle pieces. But you need a bird's eye view of what God's seeing. And you have to trust him saying, no, let me put the puzzle together. I have the best view around town. But once you get into battle and need prayer, that is not the time to introduce yourself to God. Or prepare for battle. So now, and now is the time. So prepare, church, for battle. How far do you honestly think you will get in battle if you are not equipped fully with the armor of God? Because I'm telling you, I do a good job of deceiving myself. I'm a, I think I'm a lot further than where I'm really at, and I got sucked into that last summer, thinking I was a lot farther than I was spiritually. So, but God leaves us with a promise. That's the beautiful thing about it. He will help us in our battles. But 
the requirement is we have to put on our armor daily to prepare for this battle. So I want to ask you, what pieces are you missing? Is your mind out of control and need to be brought back into captivity? I want to challenge you through this week. I want you guys to get in your word every single day and begin to meditate on the word because here's the thing. We're all head knowledge. We're all head knowledge. So what do I mean by that? I'm saying, yes, we can quote scripture, right? We can, we, it's all in our heads. But have we had a revelation to where it sinks into our heart and we truly believe the promises that God has to offer us? Do we really believe what we have really been saved from? We need a revelation, church. That's exactly what we need. So sit down in the Word and memorize the Scripture. Ask for a revelation. Lord, sink this into my heart. I don't want it just to be head knowledge. I want this something to be on the inside of my heart where I know that I know that I know this confidence that I've never had before. Blare your worship music and invite the Holy Spirit to have his way and ask for a revelation. That's what we need to do, church. It's time for battle. We are moving from baby bottles to hand grenades. And it starts with us. It starts with us getting out of our comfort zones to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I can't do it without you. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for um, everything that you have blessed us with. We, we, we truly are blessed. And, but, um, Lord, we understand um, that our battles every single day are a struggle without you. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would um, continually remind us um, that you are on our side. You are for us, not against us. And so, Lord, I just ask for continued strength and wisdom and discernment as we do spiritual warfare, Lord. This is serious stuff. And, Lord, I ask that you would continually give us revelations of what we truly have been saved from and how we need to continually prepare for battle, Lord. I ask that you would help us put on the full armor that you have absolutely blessed us with. Lord, help us to see the power and the authority that we carry when we have the full armor of God because of you that lives inside of us, Lord. And so, Lord, I just thank you for everything that you have done for us. Lord, continue to bless us. And, Lord, help us to continually bless you as we go about the rest of our days. And we go um, and we just let the teens minister to everybody. Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We magnify your name in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. That's not too bad. Okay. Brian, man, take her away. Thank you, Joel. Wasn't that good? Ha. Are you excited? I mean, that convicted me and fired me up all at the same time. I don't, I don't know how that works, but I could feel it. But at the same time, some of that conviction should get you to a point where you're like, you know what? He's right. I'm going to get what I need, and I'm going to admit my mistake, and I'm going to take responsibility, and then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to jump on in and do it. Amen? Joel, awesome job. Couple things we're going to man, you did good too, staying on time. Whoo, <laughs> wow! If you didn't know, that's even part of equipping is learning how to honor 
not only culture when you go out to evangelize, but honor people's time. So here's what we're going to do now. First step is we're going to pray for the team that's heading out to, to uh, Mexico. So if you are on that team, please come on up here. I'm going to ask you to stay engaged for a few more minutes. We'll pray for them, and then we're going to get into the next part of our service. You will not want to miss, so please stay for just a little bit longer. It's going to be good. Eric, you want to come on up here? Is there anybody else you just want to come up to pray for them? Alger, come on. So I will give them the mic. I'll let them tell you them your, their name and... We're going to pray for them. They are going, maybe Tabitha can just briefly explain a little bit of what they're doing. And we're going to lay hands on them and we're going to bless them as they go out to do the work of the Lord. I'm Sarah Hughes. I'm Bethany Dillon. I'm Joey. Michelle Stewart. Emily Stewart. Hannah Hughes. Tabitha Simmons. Levi Simmons. And yes, we will be going to Tijuana, um, to, uh, Tijuana, Tecate area in Baja, California, or Baja, Mexico, <laughs> down below California. And we will be working at an orphanage where we'll be, I think they're building their seventh home for the orphans, as well as going out into the um, towns around. We're going to be cleaning up trash and giving out water. The people around don't have clean water, but the orphanage itself has a well, so they fill up a truck and take it out um, and doing... Uh, treasure hunts and Jesus culture will be there for the first four days so we'll be working with there'll be a, like 200 people there for the first four days and then most of the people will leave and we'll have some more time to work with the people and do dramas and, um, or VBS and stuff with the kids so why don't you guys get in a circle I, I just got this from the Lord get in a circle and get your hands together hold each other's hands we're gonna pray over you but I just heard from the Lord it's gonna require unity for you guys and so uh, th this is a prophetic symbolism hand to hand you guys are going to need to stay together but if you would guys just reach your hand towards them we're just going to bless them and pray for them and uh, allow Mike and Alger to pray as well but father in the name of Jesus we just declare unity over this group in the name of Jesus father we know that each one has a different thought and a different thing but father we're going down there as a team in Jesus name and so father I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless each individual that God their gift would come out that Lord you would anoint them powerfully to declare the good news of Christ as they are there but, Father, pull them together and help them to work well as a team in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you for every, every place they put their feet, that, God, it would be blessed and anointed of you. I pray for experiences. Joey, you're going to have an experience with God. Each one of you are going to have your own experience with the Lord through this process. And we just bless you in the name of Jesus, to declare the good news of Christ, to love and to serve well as a team in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just thank you for unity and anointing and that you would open every door that needs to be opened for them and help them to walk through it in power and that they would carry the kingdom of God every place they go in Jesus' name. We thank you for that, Father. Father, I just thank you for every one of those members of the team, and I just thank you, Lord, that, Father God, they will, they will declare destiny into a dry area where people have 
don't think much of themselves, and Lord, that they will experience, as you speak the words, they will speak the experience of the living God in their lives, and, and Lord, their hearts will be touched, and, they'll, and you, you will be an example of what God, the goodness of God is, and those people will see the goodness, and they will live out that goodness. And so, Lord, I just pray blessings upon everyone. I just thank you, Lord, that even, Lord, right now, even um, I come against a spirit of fear that would say, no, I can't do this, I can't do this, or I cannot do this, in the, and uh, I, not, I'm so insignificant. The Lord says, no, you are significant, and you are speaking. You're bringing light into darkness, and that's what God really desires, is that you would uh, chase out the darkness as your spirit of God, the living God of the light of life coming through you is pushing out that spirit of darkness in that area. And we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, you can clap. This is uh, not always an easy thing to do to leave your country, to leave your family. Uh, I find it amazing that uh, I love the fact to, and it looks like in this trip, not looks, it is, that families are going together, you know, to see brother and sister, to see mother and daughter. As they go and they cultivate a culture, not just within this church, but as they cultivate a new culture within their families. Because we live in a country that we are very, we carry an entitlement. We think we deserve and I see families all the time that, that carry and cultivate this, this, this cultural experience of, oh, I deserve, I need, I'm, I'm owed, I'm entitled. And you can see that families are teaching their children that that is not what God had intended. We are to look at others. Now, you can still give. I want to encourage you. You can still give, if you haven't already, to them to help continue meet the financial needs. Man, that was really good, really good. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to have the uh, teenagers and young adults, they're going to minister to you. Now, I'll briefly explain what we're doing for those of you who are new or might not understand. Um, Tabitha mentioned treasure hunt. Uh, Ephesians talks about equipping. Uh, Alex talked about equipping us with the uh, body armor. Joel just talked about equipping us with the body armor. I'm getting ready with, to do some more equipping. There's an underlying theme in Ephesians that's about equipping and raising up the body. All right? Every good military person, even though they have all their armor on, they also have other weapons. And I feel like today what we are doing in this equipping, especially with we do it with Camp Grizzly, we do it with Flip 80, we do it with the youth, we do it with the young adults, we're giving them grenades. We are equipping them on how to do it. And the vision that I've seen as Joel is talking about this is uh, I've seen uh, pictures from Vietnam where Vietnamese people would send children into the American camps. I believe I'm getting this right with bombs attached to them. And they would destroy and, and wreak havoc upon American soldiers. Well, what the Lord is teaching us to do is use our children and he's giving them grenades. He's giving them weapons. And they're going into the enemy camp. Except they're not being destroyed. They are destroying the enemy. And they are learning how to wield the sword and, and grow and, and have their armor. Amen. So youth, go ahead and come on up, please. And the young adults. What we're doing, what we did last week is we got clues. 
So what we do, what my job, Ephesians 4.11 talks about and says that he gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Not so much in that order because I messed it up. But our job, my job, is to equip, uh, not just to go evangelize, but to equip in the prophetic to hear the voice of the Lord. The word says that uh, Paul starts to talk in uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe, where he says, it's, it's cool that you guys speak in tongues, but what I want you to do, what I want you to covet, what I want you to go after is the gift of prophecy. He also goes, and in Timothy it says that I, I want you all to do the work of the evangelist. So I feel that it's important that we equip not only to evangelize, but in the gift of prophecy. To be able to hear the voice of the Lord. To be able to know that this is what I heard, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing. God speaks to me and then speaks to me in power and authority. And they walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. Correct? Are we good? Sound good? Sound fun? Josiah, you going to come up? All right, awesome. Um, Ashley Brown, if you will get the sheet of paper that's up there behind that. And if I could get Abe and Josiah and uh, Dre to pass those out. I did try to work with a uh, PowerPoint, but as my wife was putting it all together, we lost it all. So, do what? It's my... I didn't say it was. No. <laughs> People who know me know that my wife is the one who is technically inclined and not Mike Brown. So we're going to pass these out. These are the clues. So instead of having this board up here, we're going to individually give you papers so you can see what the clues are on there. Basically, we ask the Lord, what are you saying? Where are we going? What are we doing? What are some clues? Who are we looking for? And we write them down, and then we come the following Sunday, and we throw them out here at you. This does two things. Number one, it helps these people know in the equipping process, I hear the voice of the Lord. God spoke to me something. And it manifested a week later. All right. Now, it also should do something for you. It should allow you, and hopefully you will feel that Daddy God cares about you. See, he highlighted you. Now, there's, it's interesting that one of the clues that they got last week is for Tina Lenz, who is not here, because one of the problems said uh, temporary blurred vision or blindness or something like that. So Tina ran yesterday or Friday, ran a needle, like a pine needle, into her eyeball. And I was told today that she was having some temporary blindness in that eye. It's getting better. But we're going to declare it and blurred vision. So the daddy of all creation, of everybody who knows everything, who loves all nations, knew a week in advance that Tina would need to know that she felt special. That there'd be something happen that she would need some ministering to because she does need to see that eye. And it was painful from what I was told. Are we good? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. All right. I also felt like I was praying over this service and we were getting up here. There was going to be a strong anointing for the prophetic, for prophecy. Prophecy changes lives. All right. Even in Old Testament and New, and when you read in the Old Testament and all the prophets went to the kings, and yes, a lot of them prophesied doom and gloom, did it change their life? Even being brought judgment to changes a life. In the New Testament, as we see what some of the prophets did, is talking about encouraging, raising up, edifying, building up. Would that change your life? 
a word from the Lord while somebody comes up and speaks it to you could change the whole destiny, could change your whole path if you will believe it and listen and know that God spoke something to get your attention, to send you on your way. Sound good? All right. I'm going to give you a quick testimony. We're going to read the clues. Uh, Alger and Ashley, will you help me out? And Brian, let's go ahead and break some of them into groups. Oh, wait, wait, not yet. My bad. Six or seven years ago, I ran into a guy at a wedding. We were having a good time. I wasn't drinking, but he was. He was a sinner. He was not saved. He was publicly declaring, I'm not a sin, or I am a sinner. I'm not saved. So we're talking and over the two-day course of being together, and we're sitting at this reception. I start prophesying to him. Now, I didn't say, hey, I'm going to prophesy to you, so sit down. God's telling me something. We're in the middle of conversation, and I say, you know what? God's going to use you to preach the gospel. You are going to preach in behind the pulpit. God's going to use you to do amazing things. Well, he said some words that I'm not going to repeat. Did I stop loving him? Did I stop talking to him? No. He said what he said. Oh, that's never going to happen. Well, guess what? This was five to six years ago. Three years ago, he got saved. All right. Then he married a pastor's daughter. And a year ago, he preached his first message at a Nazarene church. He is preparing to go to the seminary, possibly, he told me last week. And as I talked to him last week at Los Amigos, he said, uh, I've just been wanting to talk to you because that prophetic word changed my life. And then two people after me prophesied the exact same thing over him. And last week he filled in for the pastor who was gone, and he preached Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Then an older gentleman come in. He said, I was preaching the word, and this guy came in and said, I'm looking for a Nazarene church founded in the gospel, in the good word. And he came up, and he found it, and then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, even though that word was six years old, or however long it was, it still ministered. It still changed his life, and I guarantee you it changed that older gentleman's life who came in and got filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that pump you up? Good to hear the testimony? All right, here's what we're going to do. Continue to stay engaged. If you're familiar with Bob Schreckengoss or Denny Kramer, when they come, part of being equipped to, you know, prophesy and, and speak to what God is saying, Denny Kramer comes up and says, hey, you, stand up, tell me your name. And he prophesies. So what I'm going to ask is these people, you don't have to, we'll start down here and work this way. If God has highlighted somebody to them, they're going to point to you, ask you to stand up. And as you stand up, if you would, please say your name. And they're going to reveal to you what they hear the Lord saying. Does that sound good? Yeah. That sound fun? That kind of gets me excited. Are you ready, Dre? What? All right. Say your name. And if God highlights somebody to you, great. If he don't, just pass it on and they can introduce themselves. Um, Andre Turner. And not right now. Okay. Abraham Haler, um, not a specific person, but thank you for coming back, and uh, it's good to see your face again in my church. Uh, Josiah Thurston, uh, I don't really have anything right now. So. Justin Chase, uh, I don't see anybody right now that I think of. But. 
Gage. Bethany Dillon. Mason Llewellyn. Not at the moment. Oriana Ogo. <laughs> Chelsea Goble, not a certain person. Summer Chase. Tabitha Simmons. And actually, the lady over there, um, you have the orange shirt on. You were highlighted to me. Um, go ahead and stand up. And what's your name? What's your name? Tanya. Tanya? Okay. Okay. Do you have a phone that you want to record this? Okay. Well, I just, you were highlighted to me, and especially your shirt kind of made me think of fire, and God showed me that you kind of, I saw a vision of you just in fire, like you were surrounded in his fire, and um, and the enemy was, was shooting darts at you, shooting arrows, and they were just completely turning to ashes just before they even hit you because of the fire that you were surrounded in. And um, God just said, continue to, be in his word and continue to just study and, and get to know him more and that fire will grow and it will spread. I am Jenny Brugan. Janessa, Janessa George. Nicole Richardson. Uh, Chuck Cooley, can you stand up? <laughs> My name's Justin Ford. My name's Justin Ford, Chuck. I got some for you. Um, God says that there's going to be a new job very soon, making uh, twice as much as you're making right now, and he's wanting you to definitely take it. So, My name is Chris Dessery. Ned, stand up, please. Ned. Well, Ned, uh, I've been uh, getting from the Lord that... Uh, you have this gift of giving, and, you know, you have this gift of God's amazing love, and you have the knowledge of God. And, uh, I mean, God just shines right through you, and and uh, I just wanted to tell you that. Awesome. Alger, Brian, come on up here. Now, part of equipping is they need to see us do this as well. Yeah, you sure came. Um, Justin did hear the Lord. I mean, I'm not doubting that at all, but I just wanted to share that tomorrow morning I have an interview at Foam, at Foam Rubber making actually three times what I'm making now. So I just wanted to receive that, what you said, and I give glory to the Lord for it. So I just wanted to testify. That's good. There's power in the testimony, and that builds faith. So as we, when we break into groups, I want you to come up and share your testimony of something as, as these things start to happen because it builds faith out here. All right? So do one of you guys want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Dre's got one, too. All right, if I could have the couple in the very back stand up. Could you guys stand up? I haven't met you yet, but I see you guys here all the time. What, what's your name? What it? Okay. Um, actually, it, I didn't know if you guys would be here today or not because I see you some, and 
There's been times that the Lord has highlighted you to me, and for a few weeks, he's deposited something in me to uh, share with you guys, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Is that okay? Okay, so this is to you, John. Um, the Lord wanted me to tell you that you're a good, good father. You're a good, good dad. And, and I even hear him singing, you're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. You're, I just, I just hear him to keep saying that you're a good, good father. You're a good, good dad. And I see you both in a boat, and it's, uh, it's been nice and, uh, and, and no storm, and it was, it was doing good. And then, then all at once, the storm came, and it's been rocky. But your boat is not going to fall apart. So stay the course. Keep going. Don't quit. I, you look like a big burly man. I'm sure you ride a Harley. <laughs> I think I know that part. I think I know you ride a Harley. But, but I hear the Lord saying he might be big, but he's a big softy. He's a big softy. He's a big teddy bear. And you carry a lot of love in your heart. And you love and you truly care for people. And I think sometimes that you're intimidating to people and it keeps them from coming up to you because they just think you're big and strong. And, you know, he might punch me in the face if I say so. You're a good father. Man. Come on, Mike. And your kids love you. Your kids love you. And there are things that you've deposited in them (laughs) that they think about. And some things that you have taught them have kept them from getting in trouble. Some of them have gotten in trouble, but not as bad as what they could have because you've told them some things. And even though you think they probably didn't listen, they heard. And that kept them from going deeper and getting into trouble. There's some things right now going on that the Lord also wants you to know. It has nothing to do with how you raised your children. It has nothing to do with that. So you stay the course and you pour out tons and tons and tons of love. Because no matter what kind of equipping stuff that we do, your sword, your, your shield, your, your helmet, man, the greatest weapon is love. And there's going to be a re, I see a reunification coming as well. For you, Kathy, I see that you have a whole lot to say and that you, <laughs> I, I hear chatty Kathy, okay? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sensing that you probably talk more than he does. But this time is coming, there's a change, because he's actually going to talk more. There's some identity coming in. But there's a ministry for you as well that you need to really pour into some women. And as you start to say, okay, God, I get it. I'm going to pour into some women. He's going to bring them to your doorstep. They're going to actually show up, and you're going to be able to minister to them. Now, you may think you don't know how, but if you just dig in the Word, God's going to open up this spiritual realm of dreams and visions and stuff for you so you will be able to encounter Him and know and operate and work in a power. Um, and I see, I don't, I don't know what she looks like, but there's a specific woman that God is going to put in your place uh, here very soon, I, I don't see a time, but there's a specific woman that he's bringing to you that you really need to pour into, that you need, that she needs what you got. And then I also heard him to tell me, to tell you that thank you for not quitting and thank you for not giving up. Because, because I see at one time, how far can I go or do you want me to stop? You want me to keep going or stop? 
Okay. I, I, see, I see at one time that, that uh, your bags were packed and they were by the door. And God says, thank you for not quitting. And thank you for staying the course because there's something powerful that's going to come out of it. So you guys be blessed. All right, next. Andy. Andy McGraw. I just hear the Lord saying your journey's been long and hard. And what I've heard is a propulsion. Life is going to change in your life. You're going to change. You're going to be able to take authority where you never thought you could take authority before. You're going to be a stand. You're, you're going to set a standard and be tall in your home. And you're going to go ahead and declare things in your in, in your home that's going to break break things off your life. So the Lord says, stay the course, stand tall. Just because this journey's been long and hard, I'm going to change that atmosphere. I'm going to begin to change. And I really I really sense that the Lord's going to be awakening you in the night. And he's going to give you a vision on how to change the course that you've been going on. The uh, gentleman and lady, the white, the guys in the white and the ladies in the pink. I think Cooper is your last name, right? Is that correct? Yep, Steve. Um, so the Lord says that um, he notices you. Um, you guys are quiet people, kind of to yourself, right? And um, sometimes you wonder... Does he even know I'm around? Um, I, it, you try to engage with him. You don't have a lot of what I'll call in, encounters like you expect to have, right? And so you somewhat kind of begin to doubt that I'm important and that I have a role to play. And the Lord wants to say, you are exactly where he needs you to be. He's bringing you through a journey to build some character. And as you go through and get this character, you're going to have a deeper relationship with him. And then you'll see your full potential and what you're supposed to do with him. But it's not what you see today, right? But it is, as Joel's talked about, the hard journey, right? You're, you're kind of plowing ground right now, right? And that's okay. Everybody plows ground. You haven't done anything wrong. Aren't moving as fast as you want to move. And that's okay, right? The Lord says, keep the harness on, right? The ground will get easier, right? And the stuff you're longing for that he has promised you, you will see. Awesome. Praise God. Go ahead. Come on, Andre. Now, doesn't, doesn't that help? Does that feel good? I mean, you can even feel as some of these words are coming out, man, you can feel life-changing. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, actually, it was for that same guy. If you could, if you could stand up. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, okay, so um, when you were sitting there, God just highlighted you. like It was like 3D. We just saw a 3D movie so, last night, so, yeah. <laughs> But but it was like you it was like you were at Jurassic Park. It was like you were 3D, and like you were you were like sticking out, and there was like a, a bright just a just a highlight on you, like just just a, a really really bright light on you. And what I heard was that uh, you're a standout, and I heard that there's a special anointing coming your way, and that um, you're set apart, and to keep being set apart. And you're set apart for your family and for your work environment, but just to keep just to keep going, and that there's a special anointing for you. Praise God. Uh, Ashley, will you and Brian and uh, Alger help get these guys split into some? Um, yeah, get get it. Hey, two. If you want to sit down, you can. If you don't want to pray for people, you don't have to. However, 
I strongly encourage you, even if you don't want to pray, to get in a group and just experience what's going on. And you don't have to say anything, but nobody's going to think anything bad of you if you want to sit. So if you want to sit, go ahead. If not, stand up and they'll split you into groups. So we're going to go over the clues, okay? We're going to split into two sides. This side we're going to try to keep for healing and that side for prophetic ministry, okay? So if you want a word from the Lord, come up. And if you want prayer, I mean, Joel's message was really good. If you need some prayer for your mind, for the helmet of salvation, I'm sure, come on up here, Joel. Joel can help you out with that. We'll get him in a group, but I really feel like just because your name or clue might not be on here, I want you to still come up for prayer. Now, I'm going to read the clues. I want you to look at them. If some of these clues match you, then we're going to ask you to come up for prayer and let these young adults and teens minister to you. They will be accurate. They will do very well, I'm sure, and you will feel the presence of God. So name, Buffalo Bill, Susie, Andrea, Eric, Jerry, Ron, Jack, huh, Steve, <laughs> who's already been pointed out twice. God was, Steve was on God's radar this morning for sure. Renee, Andrew Jackson, Brian, uh, I don't know why I have 12th Street on there. Melinda, James, Joshua, Sears or Siri. All right. If any of these names mean anything to you or really stand out, then I want you to come up. But I'm going to go over all the other clues. Place, we have kitchen, a desert. Red Brick House, Walmart, McDonald's, this church, which is New Covenant, Main Street, maybe you live on Main Street, maybe you go to another church or been visiting other churches and bam, you just ended up here for today. Guess what? God knew that was going to happen. Africa, Oregon, your workplace, and Alabama. Problems you may be having right now, lower back, wanting to have a heart for God, military issues. Migraines with nausea, foot pain. I don't know why I have edit. Huh. I think I'm supposed to be left. Left foot pain. <laughs> Rotator cup, slip disc on your back, heart problem. You're in need of a house. You have a bum knee. You're in severe pain, blurred vision or recent double vision. We'll be praying for Tina here soon. If you're left ear, you can't hear out of it. If you're cross-eyed, relationship issues, your husband has health issues or skin problems. I do want to ask, will, will you guys help me out with something? Because, again, part of the equipping, because we know some of these clues, who put them down. And sometimes we ask for specific ones to stand up that are related to a clue. So it helps the person who got them. It helps build faith. If by chance your husband has health issues or there is a relationship issue in, in your marriage, I'm going to ask you to please stand up. Hmm. Wow. Wow. All, okay, you can sit down. Thank you. Thank you. What that does is you've just increased the faith of someone. Thank you. Jean shorts, you're in a pair of jeans, you got a purple shirt on, white hair, glasses, 
Red shirt with a funky design like a bird. I didn't put like a bird in it, but like a bird. You have blonde curly hair. You have an olive green dress on. You have a green striped shirt. This one was interesting because the, the person I was working with this clue, all right, wasn't getting anything at first, so we, we worked with this together. And I look around and I see some green shirts or green striped but it was interesting that it was a green, where was it at? A green striped shirt, and Gary Tower has on a green striped shirt. I mean, you can't deny that that's a green striped shirt, right, Gary? All right. A green striped shirt, my brother or sister. Okay. Ruby red slippers, blue cowboy boots, Chris Gentry. Black... <laughs> Black jeans, black vest, a gold necklace. Ashley, you just bought a gold necklace at a rummage sale yesterday. Uh, um, curly hair, tall, thin. You're tall and thin. You're sitting in the back. No shoes. You got brown hair. Long black shirt with glasses. White shoes. I didn't wear my white shoes today. Blue shirt, tall and lanky. Yellow knee. Who's got on a yellow neon shirt? What? <laughs> Gorilla. Yeah. Oh, we got a little baby back here eating neon yellow on. Awesome. You got a um, knows how to play piano and guitar. That's probably me. Shoulder arm. Or your pain in your arm or your shoulder injury, and you're a woman. Now, unusual. Buffalo. Computer, tablecloth with purple flower print. Does anybody have a tablecloth at home with purple flower print on it? Okay, well, be looking when you go home. Because we had a clue one time of like a gray pig. And Deb Tower went home and was like, oh, my gosh. I've got a gray pig right here in my rock garden. <laughs> so just go home and look. You might see that there is a tablecloth at home with that on Um um, with flower print. You had a dream about your grandpa recently. Uh, chocolate and chicken nuggets. That's my favorite, <laughs> favorite clue. That is a strip. But listen, maybe somebody got up late last night or before they went to bed and had a chocolate bar and some chicken nuggets. <laughs> or for breakfast, you got up and you're like, oh, these leftover McDonald's chicken nuggets. I'm going to eat them real quick and eat a chocolate bar. Stranger things has happened. I'm just saying, sometimes these clues, you really have to think outside of the box. And even though they sound weird, I'm telling you, God sees and watches everything that we do. All right. Um, ping pong. Palm reading. You've had dreams with Einstein in them. Uh, house debt. I spelled that wrong, didn't I? I'm a good, good speller. Two <laughs> Cow. Not receiving kisses, stove, soda. Maybe you've said recently, I can't do this. Has anybody said that recently that would raise their hand or stand up? <laughs> wow. Wow. I hope the person is watching this. I know this person is. So you, this person should know that this person hears from the Lord. Amen? Um. Heart-shaped, your favorite color is uh, deep blue or dark blue. Dalmatian spot, 
And somebody seen a vision of a river. It was like a ribbon, and it was running in and out. So, are these a lot of clues? Absolutely. And I understand that. But there's several people in this room. All right? And, and I've seen this happen enough to where if I could, if this was all a person, that that person should be playing the lottery because they would win almost every time. This is God highlighting you because he's seen you. He knows right where you're at. And he's going to use these wonderful people to minister to you today. You're going to receive some words that are life-changing, that are going to point you in the right direction, that are going to confirm, Chuck Cooley, you're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. And maybe where you were scared and nervous to go into this, you're like, man, I heard a word from the Lord. I'm going to walk in confident and know. And then we'll just believe we'll hear a good report. Amen? All right, are you guys ready? Pastor E, you got anything to say? Okay. Now, if you want to leave, you may. Uh, just, yes. Healing, preferably far left or, or right here, and then prophetic on this side. Correct? How do you want to do that, Brian? Go down there. Cheater. Cheater, cheater, cheater. And just so you know, the same God who gives you the gift of healing also gives you the prophetic gift. Yes. Come down the middle, Brian. And we'll distribute them. Okay. You're going to come down the middle here, and we're going to distribute you. Uh, Chris Gentry and Mike Finney, if you will help us distribute people. I mean, not Chris Gentry. Chris Boyles, my cousin. If you'll help, and then we'll pray for you before you go if you're on this list. And Marcus, will you kind of help us? Okay. Hey, man, that's perfect. Good. If you'll, will you help us distribute people and then we'll get you to them? Awesome. Okay. So, we're getting ready to get started. Janessa has a word for somebody. Hold on. We'll, I'll direct you here in a minute. If you want to leave, you may. If you stay, please stay and don't carry on loud, crazy conversation. If you want to talk to your neighbor, hey, we're fine with that, then step outside and do that. If not, stay in here and stay engaged with what the Lord is doing. And hear the testimony of how people are touched on how they are healed and how they receive prophetic words where they know that God was watching them. Janessa. Okay. Um, when you stood up... Okay, Charlene. Okay, when you stood up, I was just like, oh my gosh, I remember. Whenever I was worshiping, I was like kept thinking in my head man she must be a good woman just because like how you were dancing you're just letting loose you did not care whatever you were doing you were just like singing and worshiping and I'm getting emotional but it's just like when you stood up and said that you're having issues with your marriage I was just like wow literally the word that came to me was she's a good wife that was it and I was looking at you and you were like you know how you usually have like the flags and stuff and like you're just waving your hands and it's just like man she is a good person she's a good wife so be grateful that you're with her because she's a good wife was that good yeah sometimes we forget we forget and i'm telling they're accurate and they will read your mail so play some soft music please Please stay engaged. 
If you would like to share your testimony as you leave the group, come to me and we'll share it to the people who are still here. If you want to talk, please go out the doors. If not, please stay here. And if you are one of those clues or need prayer or helmet of salvation, need some mind help, come right down here. And these three wonderful men are going to help distribute you to your group.